Welcome to the Zulu Fox Photo Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, the guy behind Zulu Fox Photo. This week, I wanted to talk about shooting for yourself and not bothering with shooting for anybody else. And while that may contradict with what everybody tells you to do or what you think you might need to do, it's really something that you need to get out there and do more often than not. And I just wanted to talk about my little sense of discovery here over the last couple of weeks as I've been sort of absent from you know doing the podcast and I haven't really been keeping up with my social media, but I have been finding that I've been doing a lot more shooting of the stuff that I want to shoot, you know, taking pictures of my kids, my family, you know, stuff that I enjoy shooting and not really worrying about, is this picture going to be good for Instagram or is it going to be something that people are going to like or uh, really anything else? Like I just get to take pictures that I want to take pictures of. I got to go experiment with different film. That's the other thing. I've been shooting a lot more film lately and you know, I even over the last couple of weeks taught myself how to do my own home development on black and white, which was way easier than I thought it was going to be. So anyways, I wanted to just talk about why you should shoot for yourself, because ultimately your your pictures are what you want them to be. And I, I think I've talked about this before that, you know, you if you're not taking photographs for yourself, you're not going to enjoy it. And you're going to get burned out on it real quick if all you're doing is shooting stuff that other people want you to shoot. It's great to have clients. It's great to have people that really appreciate your photography, but you have to understand that like you're, you'll start shooting for the stuff they want and you'll start shooting in a style that they like and you'll start losing your own style. And while a lot of your clients may want your style that you have, ultimately there's like a specific piece of your style that they want, whether it's your editing or your eye or your composition. And you can sometimes lose like what it is you enjoy about photography to begin with, or you just kind of get away from what brought you into the hobby to begin with or what it is that originally drew you into actually taking pictures. So it's always good to, you know, just take like a step back and to, you know, shoot something different, like grab a different camera that you don't normally shoot with or a different film stock. For me, it was going out and shooting Ilford HP 5 Plus 400 pushed to 1600, which is something I'd never done. And I've always had kind of a weird relationship with black and white. I've always felt it was like, you know, more professional film photography, kind of like, am I worthy enough to shoot black and white? I know that's kind of strange, but, you know, black and white was like, it's like what all the like big time photographers shoot. And so for me to go shoot black and white felt kind of like I was cheating. And then to go and try something new, like pushing a film, not shooting at box speed. So essentially underexposing it. Uh, setting the camera's meter to think that the film is more sensitive to light than it actually is. So like the box speed was 400 and I was metering at 1600. So, you know, underexposing by two full stops and you can get away with that with black and white easier because you can change the development time based on what you actually shot the film at. And another word of caution on pushing film. If you decide to push film, you have to stick with it for the whole roll or well at least with black and white anyways or else you're gonna get some really funky results color since c41 is kind of c41 and it's it's the same time for everything really um i don't know that you'll you'll miss out on much if you try and change your iso during the middle of the the roll but i really wouldn't recommend it it's not a best practice for sure and while we're on the topic of pushing film there's another thing you can do called pulling film which is where you overexpose it intentionally and modern films have a huge exposure latitude on either side. So um, you can get away with doing that really easily. And you get some kind of cool results. Plus it also allows you to shoot a film in a condition that maybe you normally wouldn't be able to if you shot it at box speed. You know, back to pushing the film to 1600. 
that allowed me to go shoot indoors, lower light. I will say the the film came out pretty once once I developed it. It came out a lot grainier uh, than a lot of people might like. I I personally in black and white really love a lot of grain, and the grain's not so much that it's distracting where it looks you know kind of washed out and gross, but the grain adds a nice like depth and and almost a color to the black and white and. I really enjoyed how that looked. I don't really like grain so much in a color image. Uh, I did some Portra 400 and, sh- and pushed it to 800. I'm really not happy with the results. There was a ton of noise in the shadows. Um, you know, I probably didn't. I probably should have metered more for the shadows and shot at that point. But you know, first time out the door, trying Portra 400 at 800, I just wasn't happy with it. And I've had kind of a love-hate relationship with Portra anyway lately that I've just not been getting really consistent results with it. I have enjoyed shooting some uh, Kodak Gold 400, which is, you know, drugstore film, super consistent. I've got a couple of rolls right now of something called Kodak Pro Image 100, which is a uh, obviously a slow film that was only ever sold overseas and is just now being available to be purchased in the U.S. and I'm waiting for the opportunity to go out and shoot a couple of rolls of that. Uh, the weather here hasn't been great for 100 speed film. I've got a roll of Ektar that's been sitting in my camera for like a month. Uh, just haven't had the chance to get out in the daytime to shoot, you know, 100 speed film, which is what it really needs. I'm wandering a little bit, but again, this goes back to just shooting the stuff that I want to shoot. Like a client's not going to ask me to come shoot, um, you know, 1600 speed black and white because it's going to be super grainy and they're not going to be able to use it. At least the clients I have aren't going to be able to use it. You know, a lot of the shooting I do is social media based. You know, people are using it for the profile pictures or for advertising of products. Like, I, um, I don't know if I talked about this on the last podcast or if it's been in between. I've kind of lost track. Uh, I went and shot a 70 Chevelle SS, which is a great old muscle car. And the lighting wasn't great, but the pictures turned out really good. But it required digital to have the the latitude that digital gave me in order to shoot that scene or shoot that car in the, the location it was at. It was indoors, you know, in their showroom against a white wall, which is what I wanted because I wanted to do some Photoshop stuff later. So digital made the most sense at that point. But for myself and wanting to go shoot things, I wanted to go and experiment with film. And, you know, my clients aren't going to let me come out and experiment with film on a photo shoot. I mean, I do it on the side, but you know, that's not what they're paying me for. So I want to kind of keep, you know, to the customer expectation, but going out shooting on the weekend, shooting in the afternoons, you know, after work or whatever, like I've been experimenting with a lot of film lately, trying to find some other film stocks that I like. Um, like I said, I'm kind of had a fallen out with Portra. The first couple of rolls I did of Portra were great. Uh, the, you know, the colors really hit. And when Portra is on, it's on, it is beautiful film. But when it's off, it's just gone. It's, I just don't even know how to explain it really. It's, the colors don't come out right. The contrast is kind of weird. And at first I thought it was like my development process. So I had a second role, you know, developed at, a, at the store. And I got kind of the same results from them too. So I don't know. You, you win some, you lose some. But uh, consistently, the cheaper films, the, the Kodak Gold, uh, let's see, what else did I shoot? Kodak Color Plus 200 is another really strong performer that I'm liking right now. Uh, it's a little harder to find. You can get it on Amazon right now, but uh, you won't really find it anywhere else. Uh, Film Photography Project Store, I think, has it. But yeah, I've bought it, and it's usually dirt cheap on Amazon. It's like $2 a roll, so you can shoot the you-know-what out of it, and you're really not out much. And Basic Color Processing C41, which, like I've said, is crazy easy. Uh, I have a process now where I actually just 
you know, I have a pot of water, I bring it up to 100 and something, 30 to 40 degrees, let the chemicals sit in there while I'm, you know, changing the rollout into the tank. And by the time I'm done, you know, the, the chemicals are up to temp, it's only got to be 102. And you just, you know, roll it in there for three and a half minutes, dump it out, put the blicks in, six and a half minutes, boom, you're done. Essentially, I mean, you got to do stabilizer, but it's not that hard. And then I was, a little, you know, I like I said, I taught myself how to do black and white in the meantime, too. And it's actually easier than color. Well, not, I won't say it's easier than color. A lot of people say that it's easier than color. The only thing that's easier about it is that it's the, the chemicals are room temperature. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about the warming it up. You can just, it's, everything's set at like 68 degrees, which, I mean, right now as we're kind of getting into summertime here in, in North Alabama, it's it's April. So, you know, we keep the house at about 68, 70 degrees anyway, so the, the chemicals are always ready to go. And the process is the same. I mean, you dump in the developer, you dump it out, you, you know, dump in the, the fixer, you dump it out, you put the stop bath, you know, whatever. And it's not a process to really be scared of. Like, developing your own film is easy, and that was another thing I did, you know, in this, like, little hiatus I took from honestly worrying about what Instagram was telling me and what Instagram was telling me was were popular pictures. My Chevelle pictures did really great online. Uh, I got picked up by a couple of like um, nationwide like car pages or whatever. And the, you know, the client was really super happy with it. So I was really happy with it. You know, those aren't the pictures I would take every day. I mean, I like shooting pictures of my kids. I like shooting pictures of my, you know, my wife and my dog and my, you know, just daily family stuff that nobody cares about except for me. But those are pictures I want to be able to look back on years down the road and, you know, remember those times and just, you know, day-to-day family life. Like, you know, you got to do more than take pictures of just, you know, the big events and the big happenings. And, you know, while those are important to remember, like, what you're going to look back on a lot of times is going to be the day-to-day stuff, the mundane, the like, oh, hey, this was, you know, hanging out after everybody was ready for bed and we we're just on the couch just snuggling, watching TV or whatever. Like, those are the moments your kids are going to remember, and those are the moments they want to see. I know I would want to see when they get older. And just to, to remember that childhood kind of time, it is important to get out and shoot stuff that maybe – Instagram wouldn't like, or, you know, it's not going to do really well on Facebook, or it's not going to help propel your photography business, you know, in any way, shape or form, but it's going to make you continue to, to enjoy picking up a camera and enjoy taking pictures and the act of taking pictures and the process of taking pictures. Plus, like I talked about in another podcast, it's practice it, and practice makes you a better photographer. And, you know, kids are great because it's a built-in subject that, are, you know, it's dynamic and you can kind of tell them what to do sometimes. Sometimes you can't. They're great for little candid pictures, you know, when they're not watching. You know, I'll usually go in the room where my kids are, like, watching TV or playing. And I'll just sit there for a while before I even get the camera out. And then the, they kind of almost forget that I'm even in the room. And then I can get some really great shots. Um, you know, same thing as if, you know, they're hanging out with my wife and, you know, I can get some great family pictures that way, you know while I'm not in them most of the time, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on a way to get around that too. So take pictures that you want to take. That's the most important thing. And by doing that, you'll be happier. You'll have less of a chance of getting burned out on photography and, you know, wanting to throw this whole thing in. And, you know, if maybe it's not just taking pictures you want to take, go try a camera. You don't normally you know, try and shoot. Like if you've got one camera, you know, it's a little tough. Maybe try a different lens or, you know, go out and shoot first thing in the morning. And if you normally shoot in the afternoon, go out and shoot in the middle of the day when it's like full on sunshine and everybody tells you those are, it's like the worst time to shoot, but you can get some really cool pictures 
middle of the day. I'll tell you that right now because you get some really fun shadows, really sharp um, contrast. and But you won't know unless you go out and try it. If you stick to just shooting a golden hour every day, you're going to get everyday golden hour pictures just like everybody else. And you won't ever really get the challenge and you won't get to see really what you can do. So get out there. Shoot for you. Give yourself a project. Give yourself an assignment anything just to kind of change it up to get away from shooting what everybody wants you to shoot and shooting what you want to shoot you'll be a lot happier and it helps kind of break the creative rut too so a lot of great positives not a lot of negatives um well if you're shooting as much film as i am you get a lot of negatives see what i did there (laughs) anyways if you like the podcast go ahead and subscribe i'd really appreciate it if you want to share this with somebody that'd be even better and uh you know if you find this helpful or if there's something you want me to talk about or if you have a question um email me uh you can find me on instagram zulu fox photo uh there's underscore so it's zulu underscore fox underscore photo on instagram facebook zulu fox photo all that you can message me or you know send me an email i think you can email me through the podcast too so Anyways, hit that subscribe button if you would. Rave me a review if you feel so inclined. Um, I notice there's probably about 100 people that have listened to this thing so far, which is amazing. I've, I've recorded this thinking nobody would listen to it. So I'm honored that you guys would take the time to listen to what I have to say. So on that note, I'll go ahead and end it here so that way we can keep it around that 15, 20-minute mark. And until next time, and I'm hoping it won't be as long in between podcasts, Uh, before the next one. So thanks for hanging in there and we'll talk to you next time.